Well, hello there, friends, and a happy hump day to you and yours. He's Chris Murray. I'm Mike Stephenson. And from our champion Chevrolet studio, you know what it is, NSN Tonight. Plenty to get to as we continue our coverage of Nevada football's fall camp. We're going to visit with Isaiah Crocker coming up. And Chris and his fam are going to take to the skies at Lake Tahoe for our latest edition of Exploring Our Backyard. Plenty to get to, Chris. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, good stuff in this show. We're going to start with some Nevada football and the Wolfpack running game, which has been a uh, part of the team that hasn't really got on track the last couple of years. And, of course, in those glory years, it was a staple that Nevada back as the Wolfpack looks to replace the production of a couple big names in silver and blue. Vi, uh, excuse me, Vitawa. That's the coach. <laughs> We're talking about little bro Toa Tao, who, of course, had a heck of a career, as did his mate in the backfield, Devontae Lee. A lot of production to replace Chris, but there seems to be some capable bodies in that room now. Yeah, I don't think talent's going to be an issue up front with the running backs. You have Sean Dollars from Oregon. You have Ashton Hayes. A lot of people are familiar with him. A McQueen and Damani Ranch product who began his college career at Cal. The running back room is fine. It's really that offensive line, and will they get some open holes for these talented running backs? That's one of the big question marks heading into the season, which is just right around the corner with that USC game just a couple weeks away. You see Cross Patton there, who we visited with yesterday. Today, here is the coach Vitawa sounding off on getting the Nevada back back in action. It's everything. It's it's where we're gonna start, it's where we're gonna finish, and, and if we don't have that, we're not gonna have much. Reestablishing the physicality of Nevada football, you know, and making sure we're we're bringing the physicality now instead of you know being kind of flashy and stuff. It's you know four yards is like a good run, you know what I mean? But it's a hard, you know, it's Nevada back style. And this conference, this level is hard to sometimes get the speed and the physicality. And the guys that I got right now, I mean, I'm, I'm getting both. All right, so coach seems pretty confident in what this group can do. He also said in your interview with him that. There hasn't really been a leader that emerged yet. They're all just kind of putting their heads down and trying to prove themselves individually. But there is a, certainly uh, a lot of productivity that needs to be replaced by this group. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the leadership, you had two fifth-year seniors who had basically played their entire season, all five years with Toa Tawa and Devontae Lee. So that kind of came naturally to them. This year, their top two backs, at least projected-wise, are both going to be newcomers to the program. Sean Dollars and Ashton Hayes were here during spring camp. This is their first fall with Nevada. Probably even a little bit more talented than the backs Nevada had last year. Year, but you look at the history recently with the run game in Nevada, last seven seasons, they've only averaged four and a half yards or more. I'd say that's a nice functioning run game. Only once in those seven years. Over those seven years, their average yards per carry, 3.9 yards per carry. And I think one of the reasons Nevada's game on the ground should get on track is because Brendan Lewis, who's the projected starter at quarterback, very mobile. So you're going to have to account for him in the run game, whereas as great as Carson Strong was, you didn't have to account for him in the run game. Last year, Nate Cox, Shane Illingworth, you didn't really have to account for them in the run game. So it should be a more dynamic rushing attack. Certainly that offensive line must play better. But I think this is one of the most exciting things about this season and what we could potentially see is Sean Dollar and Ashton Hayes. Ashton Hayes is probably the fastest guy on the team. He's got some physicality to him as well. And both these guys want to prove that they can be full-time running backs after getting some carries at their previous school in the Pac-12, but not really being that bell cow back. You mentioned uh, Brendan Lewis. Yeah, he really could be that wild card in terms of the amount of yards he could compile as a running quarterback. And another stat that you pointed out to Vi that is something he said he reminds the players about is the lack of a thousand yard rusher for quite some time now. Yeah, you gotta go back to 2016. James Butler did it in 2015 and 16. Since then, no 1,000 yard running back. It's the longest streak in Wolfpack history, which goes back to 1977 in terms of their record keeping. So it has been six years since Nevada had a thousand yard running back. One year, 2009, they had 3,000 yard back. I was backs, gonna bring that if up. If you include Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> but 
Nevada's had some really good offenses in recent seasons, but they didn't fare well against bowl-eligible or better teams, good teams. And a lot of that, if you ask guys like Chris Alt, it's because of the lack of a run game. Mm -hmm. There's a belief that if you don't run the ball and stop the run, no matter how good your passing attack is, you are not going to win championships in your conference. And certainly, that did not happen under Jane Norvell, despite some really talented players, because they could not run the ball, put games away in the fourth quarter, things of that nature. That's how Nevada wants to build this team under Ken Wilson. Certainly, they want to be able to throw the ball. But first and foremost, they want to be able to punish you between the tackles. And that's another question on this team. We mentioned Sean Dollars yes. and Ashton Hayes. They're more like all-purpose backs, kind of scat backs. Who will emerge as that guy between the tackles to get you those tough yards? That's a big question among the running back core. And, of course, those tackles are going to have to do their job as well as in the union. And Vi, in your interview with Coach, saying that getting back with Angus McClure has been certainly beneficial, and their familiarity will only uh, reap benefits for the silver and blue. i got to go back to that 09 season, which Vi, of course, was one of those 1,000-yard backs. Luke Lippincott was the other. They were unstoppable. I mean, yeah. it was a guaranteed at least five yards every time they handed off the ball. And they were probably a little bit too much in the other direction where they could really run the ball, but they struggled to that's throw the point. ball. And as Colin Kaepernick got better as a passer, that's when they had that dynamic offense where they, in 2010, went 13-1. and So you do need that balance, but you have to be able to establish the run game because then you can do play action off of it. Nevada wants to do RPOs, read pass options, where the defense doesn't know if it's going to be a run play or a pass play. So everything is predicated on getting this ground game going that does start up front with an offensive line that returns just 37 career starts at the FBS level. So some question marks there. I don't have very many question marks, though, about how good these running backs are. Yeah. It's just will they have those holes because these guys are breakaway guys. And I think specifically with Ashton Hayes, there's a speed in the backfield that Nevada has really lacked since Lamford Mark. you got to go back to, like, the 2011 season. He's a very, very fast player. You give him a hole, he's gone. Nobody's catching him from behind. We'll have to see what happens as game one Fast approaches September 2nd at USC. Of course, we'll have more coverage from fall camp. As it continues and also in this show, we'll visit with one of the wideouts, a newcomer in Isaiah Crocker, coming up in just a few minutes. Let's go from Wolfpack Park over to Mackey Stadium, where, of course, the football team plays, as does Nevada's soccer team. And it is a new era under head coach Vanessa Valentine. Nevada Sportsnet's Nikki Pika helps set the table for Wolfpack soccer. After a season of getting shut out 10 times, the Wolfpack soccer team was in need of a change. That change came with Vanessa Valentine. Valentine was named head coach in November of 2022, shortly after a less-than-ideal season for the pack. The squad held its silver and blue scrimmage on Sunday, and this is what Coach Valentine had to say from what she saw. I'm feeling uh, very, very positive about, um, obviously, our season. Uh, when they have to scrimmage against each other, um, it's, it's a lot harder than actually having to get motivated against another team. So for them to come out, um, and go as hard as they did against one another. Um, you know, they made themselves and they made each other better today. And that was a message coming into this game of implementing what we've been working on in preseason. Um, but it's another opportunity for us to get better and for us to be prepared for uh, what lies ahead. Not only does Coach Valentine feel the difference, but her players do as well. Yeah, the, the energy is, is insane. Like our coaches, they bring energy to practice. They're the ones hyping us up, which just feeds to the rest of our team. And I would just say our coaches, they've been there for us. They are doing everything for us, and I, we, we owe it all to them. I mean, I think our team kind of got a little comfortable. And um, as soon as V and the whole coaching staff got here, it, it was an absolute switch around. The Wolfpack soccer team opens up its season at number five ranked Virginia on Thursday. Getting put 
to the ultimate test. Going against uh, the number five team in the nation is, is such a positive thing for us on, on so many different levels. One, one just to have the experience of going out, traveling to Virginia, um, playing against you know a, a top five team in, in the country. Thought process on that is anybody that we face after that, I mean, it, it's, it, it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, right? I mean, I, every team is good and we respect every team, but if we can step up and play and, and compete with the number five team in the nation, then everybody else, we should have that confidence going into the game. In Reno, Nikki Pika, Nevada Sportsnet. All right, thanks for that, Nikki. And the uh, preseason poll just came out. Nevada picked to finish finished at the very bottom of the Mountain West Conference. So a chance to surprise some folks, perhaps. It's a major rebuild. This program has been around since 2001. It's had two winning seasons, 2005, 2006. So it's been a long time since they've been above 500. We'll see if Coach Valentine can get them there eventually. Certainly year one, there's some talent on this roster, but it's going to take a while, I think, to get yeah. the roster to the point where they're competing for championships. Huge game tomorrow against the Cavaliers, a top five team. That ought to be interesting. Let's get down to Greater Nevada Field now, because yesterday that was the place to be the big debut for the top prospect in the Diamondbacks organization, Mr. Lawler in the house. And this was incredible. Uh, let's just say that he uh, dazzled in his debut. Ooh. Jordan Lawler starting at shortstop, batting second. Second at bat, Chris, he leaves the ballpark. He should end up being a special player. He's the number 10 prospect in all of the minor leagues. Just turned 21, number six pick in the 2021 draft. A lot of power, a lot of speed, and he plays up the middle at shortstop. So should have a great career and certainly had a great first game with the Aces. He goes yard, and then he draws two bases-loaded walks. Talk about being an all-around talent as hey, he drives he swung at that one. <laughs> it looked like he did, throwing the bat away. Uh, Aces won that 17-12 over Las Vegas. You got a chance to see Jordan as that home series continues also airing right here on Nevada Sportsnet. Coming up next here on NSN Tonight, it's time to explore our backyard some more as Chris and the fam suits up and parasails above South Lake Tahoe. That and more next. This segment is sponsored by LT Automotive. Before you hit the road to the outdoors this summer with your family, you can get all of your RV and car needs taken care of at LT Automotive. Come on in and see us. We'll take pride in your ride. What's up guys, I'm Chris Murray with Nevada Sportsnet and we are exploring our backyard this morning out in Lake Tahoe. We're gonna go parasailing with Action Water Sports of Tahoe. So I'm literally gonna buckle up. We're gonna be a thousand feet above the lake water. So we will see you up there. Parasailing is really great to get out on the water. You actually get up there, we offer uh, three different line lengths, 500, 800, 1,000 feet of line. Um, so that puts you about four to 500 feet off the water when you go to that full length. Gives you some views of Tahoe you just can't get from anywhere else. We 
operate at Lakeside Marina and Timber Cove Marina. We also have some sister locations at Camp Richardson and Round Hill Pines Marina as well. We do uh, jet ski rentals, we do boat rentals, we do stand-up paddleboard rentals, kayaks. Uh, we have a water taxi that runs uh, between all of our locations. Everybody loves it. It's rare we ever have somebody come back and, and they didn't have a great experience. They might go out there a little timid, a little scared, but they get out there and like, oh wow, that's uh, it's beautiful out there. Very peaceful once you get up in the air. You know, it's just like sitting in the swing and you just cruise along for six to eight minutes during your flight and uh, take it all in and they get over those fears pretty quick. This segment sponsored by Michael Hole RV Center. Welcome back to NSN tonight as we continue our coverage of Nevada football's fall camp. Kickoff approaching September 2nd at USC. And speaking of the Pac-12 conference, there are a bunch of transfers now in silver and blue. Plenty of them going from Eugene, Oregon to Reno, Nevada. One of them, wide receiver Isaiah Crocker. Here is his chat with Alex Margulies and Chris Murray. One of the newest members of the Wolfpack, Isaiah, joining us here on NSN tonight. And uh, we were just talking about it. You've only been in Reno a couple weeks, getting away from uh, Eugene, where you were before. And you're already saying the biggest little city has got Eugene beat when it comes to food. That's music to my ears. <laughs> Yeah, most definitely, man. A lot more food places, a lot more things to do really out here. The only thing is it's just hot. Other than that, though, you know, the weather's fine. It's just like Sacramento, just like home. So, Yeah, you grew up in Sacramento. Were, it, you, were you familiar with Reno or at least the Tahoe area? Did you ever come over to our neck of the woods uh, yeah. when you lived over there in Sac? Yeah, uh, most definitely. So I've been playing basketball since I was about three years old, and um, I've been traveling for, like, uh, basketball tournaments and stuff like that. So I've been to Vegas and Reno many times for – you know, uh, basketball tournaments when I was a kid. So, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty used to Reno, man. Reno's a really nice city, though. I really like it. Let's talk about your football <laughs> game. You spent the last five years at Oregon, and you're going to spend your senior season here at Nevada. So what appealed about the Wolfpack mm -hmm. when you hit the transfer portal to want to join this program for one more year of college? Um, really just uh, the opportunity that is here um, and, uh, you know, the teammates that I have and uh, the culture that is here. I'm knowing and, I, and I've seen about uh, last year, you guys recruited me uh, about two years ago, um, but I actually stayed in for another year when Coach Cristobal left there at the University of Oregon um, just to seize another opportunity that I felt like uh, would be better for me. You know, and on top of that, uh, I graduated from Oregon as well. I got my degree there, so um, I just had to finish it out there with uh, my brother Spencer Webb one more year. And, you know, now we're here, ten toes down here, man. And uh, I just felt like it was just really just the best opportunity here with um, a whole bunch of uh, Oregon transfers as well, and um, basically the majority of the coaches that were there that and that seen me and wanted me to play there at the University of Oregon, they came here. So um, that's why I ended up choosing the Wolfpack. And yeah, man, I'm loving it so far. Really, yeah. How crazy is it looking around? I mean, you have so many guys that you played at Oregon on this roster. I mean, Jackson LeDuc, Sean Dollars, uh, Cross Patton, who we talked to. Earlier this week, you mentioned you know a lot of the coaches, including Ken Wilson, and the list goes on. I mean, how weird is it looking around like these are the dudes that I was playing with Eugene. Now we're all wearing Wolfpack together. 
you know, I'd say it, it isn't really weird at all. Um, you know, like I said before, man, it's just the best opportunity, just uh, not only just for me, but, but the, for those guys, too. You know, they've had their um, situations up there as Oregon, same thing as me. And um, they just they're just ready to play some football, man, and turn this program around and um, having uh, multiple transfers fr uh, from different schools and especially from the University of Oregon. I feel like we can really get it done here. And um, I believe in Coach Wilson the same as, you know, um, all the transfers and everybody who has been here believe in Coach Wilson, man. So I wouldn't really want to say it was weird or it is weird. I would say that it's a, um, you know, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing opportunity to be here. Um, yeah, I'll say it just like that, man. It's really a true blessing. You probably didn't get quite as much playing time in Oregon as you wanted. You did get into double-digit games. But I guess how badly do you want to show people what you can still do on the football field after those years with the Ducks not getting to play as big a role as maybe you hoped? Oh, man, the fire and the desire that I uh, just have for football. And, you know, I've seen multiple people that's in my class as well, um, you know, go into the league. And, you know, that fuels me a lot, man. And, you know, at the University of uh, Oregon, I had uh, my, my opportunities there were really, really slim. I um, mean, you know, man, I'm, I'm not a quitter guy, man. So I just wanted to stick it out there and just, you know, become a grown man about it and uh, get my degree from there. And now that I have, you know, one year and this last opportunity, man, is everything is, is very important to, you know, this year and dedicated to my brother, Spencer Webb, man. And I'm, I'm really ready to show everybody what I can really honestly do. Isaiah, let's talk about uh, the guys throwing you the football uh, this year, obviously, there's a battle right now in camp. Uh, you got Brendan Lewis, of course, from Colorado, AJ Bianco, uh, the now redshirt freshman, and the list goes on and on from there. I mean, what's what, what have you seen from that group of quarterbacks, and how much are you fun? How much fun are you having, kind of linking up with them, and and you know, kind of learning their game and, and trying to develop that rapport? I'll tell you, man, it's a um, it's an everyday process, man, and I absolutely love each and every one of the quarterbacks, man. It's a um, it's a lot of competition in that room, um, and it's you know what, competition helps us get better as well as receivers, man. So, um, you know, throwing the ball with them after practice every single day, um, regardless if it's AJ, regardless if it's anybody else in the in the quarterback room, B. Lewis, um, I'm just really really excited of what we can honestly do here as a team, man, and. Um, you know, like I said before, man, with a whole bunch of transfers at the school positions, at the, you know, lineman positions, we have uh, so many people that have transferred in, um, you know, that I know, and I've only been here for about two months, for about a couple of weeks. So, you know, man, it's, it, it's, it's truly a blessing to see that, um, that we can honestly, purposely turn this whole entire program around, man, instead of being two and seven, you know, um, from last year and turn this into, into a winning program again, like I know how that Nevada is, so... You mentioned Spencer okay. Webb uh, a couple of times. He's your former Oregon Ducks teammate who unfortunately, you know, passed away a year ago in a very tragic accident. Uh, you know, I guess what, um, you know, inspiration do you draw from him and, and, you know, just playing for him and playing for his memory? Oh, bro, um, every single day, man, is, and it's really just a, um, just a purpose of life, that, you know, that I take now with me ever since that situation happened. Um, me and him grew up together at a young, young age, so... Um, we, we were both went to Oregon as a package deal, um, 2018 and, you know, just, uh, just the things that, you know, he said to me saying that, you know, I'm the most athletic and, you know, the most athletic person that he's ever seen. And, um, just, just little things like that, bro. And, you know, it, it really hurt my soul and hurt my heart, um, with the tragedy that has happened. But, you know, I, I like, like I did last year, I'm going to go ahead and bring out his Jersey as well before every single game. And it's a, it's a tribute to Spencer Webb. And I really honestly tried to, 
you know, live by by that rule every single day that I honestly can because, you know, it's my last, you know, it's my last year, man, possibly my last year. Um, and, yeah, just really just um, just thinking about it, not even thinking about the tragedy that has happened, but just thinking about, you know, what had what he had for him and himself. And, you know, Coach Wilson knows that and everybody else knows um, how close he was to me here at the University of Nevada, just as the same as University of Oregon. So, um Spencer is like a, a big brother, even though he's not – I'm older than him, but, you know, he's a lot bigger than me. <laughs> but uh, we had dreams together, man, of going uh, to the NFL and, and making it through college together. So I'm just really just trying to live out our dream as much as I can. Um, I'm just trying my best and, you know, my hardest really this year to really get after this, man. So just for him. What a great kid, great personality, hoping to see great things from him on the field in silver and blue. Coming up next here on NSN Tonight, we'll wrap a bow on this Wednesday show. Talk some more high school football kickoff fast approaching as we check in with the Spanish Springs Cougars. That's right after this. Our countdown to kickoff previews continue with the Spanish Spring Cougars. Led by Rob Hummel, the Cougars are coming off its first regional championship berth in program history, falling short to Bishop Minogue for the title. Um, we talk a lot about that. Uh, we talk a lot about the fact that, you know, no team in school history in the sport of football from Spanish Springs has been a regional champion yet. And you only get one opportunity to be that first team. You know, and we were close last year. You know, we've been close a few times, you know, but, um, you know, we, we talk about, okay, what, what's it going to take to actually get it done. In the offseason, the Cougars have noted the team camaraderie, which has proven to be a strong point for the team's recent success. We play to our potential. We're capable of going far this year. Obviously, a lot of good teams in the area, so we're going to have to play our best. And hopefully we peak at the right time of season so we can go far into the playoffs. They understand how to win. They understand how to prep to win. And, uh, you know, we've, we've been really pleased so far with the work ethic and the, just the group, the unity of the group. Um, we feel like, you know, we, we've got a lot of guys that are being really unselfish and, and playing team football, and that's usually how you have a lot of success. You can catch our full special countdown to kickoff on Nevada Sportsnet August 18th at 5 and 11 p.m. In the studio, I'm Nikki Pika. Nikki, thanks again. Boy, time flies when you're having fun. That's a Wednesday installment of NSN Tonight. We'll do it again tomorrow, friends.